Hey, welcome to Music Podcast, a podcast about music. This is Jordan, and I'm here with Levi. Hello. Yo, how's it hanging, man? How was dinner tonight? Dude, dinner was literally so good. Like dinner, dinner was literally filet mignon, but not literally filet mignon. That it was like flamin. It was like fucking. It was flames. And no steaks. It was uh, it was sort of a Thai curry situation. Got some udon noodles in the mix, big chunky noodles. Mm. Um, Love some noodles, dude. <laughs> hello, <laughs> walnuts <laughs> in the sauce, dude. It was just, it was, it was, it was divine. And I don't know. I'm just sipping yeah. a little, uh, sipping a little vino tinto. You know, just, uh, just lulling the night away. What's your, what's, what's your dinner fix? Um. What do we have? We had Greek food tonight. A little takeout action. We, uh, I, I told you we do the the meal box situation. Right. That's been a game changer. You know, as mm-hmm. a as a parent, just um, not having to think about dinner is huge. But dude, I gotta say, you know, I gotta gripe a little bit with my friends at Blue Apron and okay. OnTrack specifically. <laughs> All right. These guys keep they keep saying it's gonna show up on on a day, and then it comes the next day. No. Um. And tonight, it was like seven forty-five. I knew we were gonna record this po- this this very podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I gotta gotta get it together. I need to be fed, to be on right. my game for Levi. This date discuss, certainly hasn't you know, shifted around at all, and there wasn't some confusion yeah, about no, whether or not we been, were recording last. Since night. we recorded, yeah, since we recorded last, this has been set in stone. <laughs> um, the the calendar invite has been there. I, right. I've known it was coming. Easy. Blue Apron, they did not, man. They no, they biffed it hard. It no. ended up showing up, but uh, at that at that point, we had already ordered the takeout. So, uh, oh my gosh! You know, let's just say, Daddy wasn't too pleased tonight. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, no, it's okay. I don't know if we should be saying that. I'm not down for saying Daddy's not too pleased. <laughs> what What was the What was the Greek situ? Would you Do we do a classic lamb euro? No, it was great. Um, no, I did some skewers. Um, I kid, I kid. I I do enjoy takeout, you know, no dishes. Dude, um, we're never getting that blue sp- that blue apron sponsorship now. What the <laughs> fuck have you done? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just these are the things I think about in Seal yeah. Beach, you know. Um yeah. <laughs> keeps me busy. <laughs> Your life of luxury, yeah. Um Yeah, dude. But uh I gotta say, this last month, a great month for music. Um, yeah. And I'm talking like, like they don't they don't make records like this anymore, man. Oh, I gotta shit. tell you, um, that's that's how I've been feeling this month. Okay, I've been on my, uh, um, on that grind. But th- this first record that I want to talk about, yeah, um, Jesse wears that feels good. So this is one of the few that I was anticipating, mm-hmm. like when I heard about it this year. I think there have been a few records that have come out um, that have caught me by surprise, or I wasn't, you know, fully aware of right of like the singles that had been put out and things like that. But I was following this because I really enjoyed her last record, "What's Your Pleasure," mm-hmm. uh, twenty twenty. Um, so I was hyped. Heard the singles, enjoyed them. Um, she was kind of keeping this same like disco, dance pop, just immaculate production. Just it's yeah. it's just peak pop music, um, yeah. to be short. Um, but I listened to it when it came out at at nine p.m. Pacific Coast time on whatever day, and damn, dude, I was just like I was vibing, hmm. um, just wall to wall, banger after banger. Just super memorable, mm-hmm. like melodies. You could sing along to this. You're dancing. Miles is dancing. Everyone's dancing over here. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like a really feel good pop album. And I think 
it's like the perfect time. Like it's spring, you know, almost summer. I think this is the kind of stuff that I'm just vibing right. like in, in the last month. So yeah. I don't know. I have, I have plenty to talk about, but I think, uh, yeah. What, what did you think? I like, have you listened to her stuff before or, or was this, this new for you? Just, yeah. Tell me about it. Your experience with this one. Jordan, I gotta tell you, I really didn't like this record much at all. <laughs> and I, and I, I I, I, it gives me no pleasure to relay this information. Dude, what's your pleasure? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Dude. My, hey, more like, that That don't feel too good. I <laughs> that does, Yeah, Levi says that, that, that feels that good. That felt kind of bad. It's not. Yeah, that feels, feels bad. <laughs> Dude, so here's... No, lay it on me, lay it on me. Here's the, here's the thing. I, truth be told... I don't feel like I'm always drawn to pop music generally, right? Um, I think there's a lot of pop music that I rock with. I think when it comes to more popular music, it tends to be hip-hop stuff that I'm drawn towards or, I don't know, you know, maybe like more popular indie vibes, right? Like you would never say that the Strokes are pop music, but I really like the Strokes a lot and they're extremely famous, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Vampire Weekend, right? I've got a a real soft spot for Ezra and the boys. Um, But it's like, that's the stuff that I I, I kind of vibe with and it kind of reflects what I grew up listening to and getting into music, whatever. And there is something about... And I, I'm not. I don't want to like tear the record down in any way because I think it definitely pl- it plays now. a role. But the thing for me is like it just feels like off brand in a way that I can't really put my finger on. Like there's something that feels like old navy commercial pop music about this <laughs> this record. That is to say, it's a perfect synthesis of the sounds of the moment of this like disco revival pop music vibe it's a it's a finely tuned thing her her voice is mixed like immaculately like there's a great full sound and truth like there really are cool harmonies throughout the record but i just feel that and some of it is not really having heard of her much. You know, you'd sent me a record of hers back in 2020. And, and I think I was like, oh, yeah, sure. It wasn't really good or bad. Didn't really register. And I wasn't listening in a very super active way. Um, but, yeah, there's just something about it that just feels like I'm getting, like, another dimensions pop music. And I'm like, eh, it, it doesn't really connect because I don't really know or like uh-huh. this artist that much. You know what I mean? Or it yeah. almost feels like an alien writing pop music or something, you know, where it's like all the, all the elements. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got murdered. I'm, I'm sorry. Where. Here's the thing. Oh. Okay. 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 A couple years ago when that silk Sonic album came out, I mm-hmm. felt the exact same way. And everyone on TikTok, like in popular culture, were, were really vibing with that silk Sonic record. I did not care for it one bit. And so I recognize this as being a me problem where it's like sometimes people can produce pop music that's so earnest and so is trying to do a particular thing that I just don't connect with it. But I don't know. And it's not to say that I don't like some pop musicians like Carly Rae Jepsen or like, yeah, you know, like it's not that I'm like, no, 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 but I don't know. There's just something about it that I was like, well, it is certainly a summertime vibe. And then the album <laughs> the album ended and it 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, it takes a big guy to a, to, to be that self-aware, you know, <laughs> to, to know that you're the problem. Like, yeah, I am I, am, I am the problem. You know, and uh, truly, the thing is like no interest really, no interest in in saying like this is bad and you're bad if you listen to it, but I just like it just did like less than nothing for me. In a way that I was really stoked about, you know, before we started recording, I was just, I was really excited to be able to talk about this because it's like, I think this is what makes these conversations interesting is like having such a vastly different reaction. And you've certainly had these same reactions to, you know, I think about the Eve to More yeah, record, absolutely. right? Of where you're like, you know, I get it, 
but it ain't mine, you know? And I think that is totally yeah, real. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know how that hits you though, or like how that criticism hits you. I'm curious. No, I feel you. I think, um, it, it's funny. Like you mentioned the Silk Sonic record and I like that comes to mind for me when I heard this, but in, in the complete opposite way, like, hmm damn, this reminds me of Silk Sonic. Like, I love that record. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, no, I got to go, bro. <laughs> Which is a little, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I mean, it's definitely not the most, um, I don't know. It does, there, there's, for me at least, um, I, I think she broke a lot of ground with What's Your Pleasure, the last record, as far as her sound. Mm. And, uh, like, it's the same quality, in my opinion. Mm. Um I think it, it almost feels like a sequel to that last record. Um, but I don't know, like when I listen to this, I think it's just, it just feels like a celebration of like disco and yeah. just like upbeat, not quite bubblegum pop, right. but just kind of this bright, sugary, kind of lush sounding pop music. Right. Um, yeah. So like disco with a modern edge or, or production, um, quality to it and i think for me like i i instantly thought of silk sonic and just kind of bringing this older sound back to life in a really mm-hmm. genuine interesting way i also thought of um like renaissance beyonce's renaissance from last year sure. i think as far as like dance music or, or dance pop um it certainly feels in a similar vein um yeah you know we don't need to talk talk about renaissance right now but i think that record probably pushed boundaries in a different way than this does but i think for what it is like i yeah i was just impressed and i think it's just always nice to listen to a pop record that feels this well crafted yeah Um, but i feel you it's like and i i respect you you know you can appreciate like what it is but hey man that's not where your head was at this month like (laughs) i get it um I just find it, I think it's interesting to to talk about it in contrast to Renaissance because, you know, Renaissance was with, you know, by no small margin, um, my favorite record of last year. And it, it was what I listened to the most. It's a phenomenal, like, I'm not interested in value judgments, like perfect, but, uh, it's a perfect record and <laughs> it's really, really good. And I, I th- thinking about, okay, what hits for me there that isn't hitting here. And I think that, I think that personally, I, I kind of rub up against like, yo, let's just fucking dance like <laughs> that vibe, which I think is really common in pop music and is really common in dance music where it's like like i even think about like fred again you know who like there's like a he has a line that's like sampled from somebody in one of his songs it's like yo we lost dancing and the sentiment there i think is honestly it's not like repulsive in any way repelling in any way like i think it is important to dance i think it is important to like feel yourself or whatever but there's like a liberate like a liberating quality to renaissance you know i think about like like release your job, you know, release your anger. Really? You know what I mean? There's just something that's like so deeply just like, let it fucking fall off of you and like be freed in a way that I don't know. There's this like very perfect, like just feel yourself on the dance floor vibe. That is, that feels Mm -hmm. distinctly different. And I don't know exactly what that is, but, but it's interesting. Like I, I think that uh, dance music is something that, I don't really have a super long history with, but I've actually taken a really deep interest in over the last couple of years. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. have like, I, uh, you know, there's enough jokes on Twitter about like, yo, um, <laughs> if you walk into your boyfriend's apartment and he's got these like DJ speakers, get out. Right. Like I think there's a, <laughs> lot, there's a lot of people who are, have taken an interest in DJing and, and I'm the dude who, you know, put out 12 mixes, uh, last year you know it's like and it's different right like but listening to to nts more listening to like i think it's uh i think it's pronounced whore but it might be wrong it's like h-o-r it's like a a german i think like boiler room adjacent thing like listening to more just like uh, dance music dj sets like 
I'm beginning to piece together what my taste is there because it's not everything. Mm. I'm not on board for everything, but I think a lot about my second pick here, uh, over Mono's Good Lies. This record is so weird because I'm looking at notes that I have and I have like so little to say about this record because it's just very cerebral for me. There's something about this record that just washes over my like mind and, and body in a way that I just love. Like it just completely connects for me. It's very, I'm, I have a hard time not just saying cerebral over and over, but it's like it just really connects with me. There's something about the use of samples. There's something about the use of like analog synthesizers, about the beat, the way it's processed, the way it's sequenced, the way it flows into the next tracks. Like, I think it is such a strong record. Um, And I think when I say that I don't have a super long history with dance music, it's because I'm like learning to piece together, okay, what is it that I love here? The the yeah. critical reception that I've seen to this Overmano record is that it is um, formulaic, but the formula works, which I think is weird and like kind of insulting to these people who are making really good music. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, I find that very interesting. But like, if you listen to older Overmano stuff, it does have like a similarly infectious quality but i wouldn't say that the sound has like a strong through line in that same way maybe i'm wrong there um this record good lies by overmano is i mean it's just a very danceable electronic you know vibey thing through and through there's not a lot of vocals there's a lot of samples there's a lot of beats um and i mean comparing it to the jesse ware record like where does it leave you like what are your how do you feel like it compares, you know, in something that maybe in execution is similar, like get on, get out on the dance floor, enjoy yourself, release something. Mm -hmm. But I think for me just ends up feeling a little more sincere. Yeah, I feel you. I think, uh, I'm, I'm glad you picked this one because I listened to it when it first came out, like before I knew that you wanted to talk about it. Um, and I just kind of felt like meh, um, like it just kind of didn't really hit me any which way. I kind of forgot about it. And then you texted me like, oh, this is, you know, good lives. That's that's one of my records this month. And I was like, okay. Um, you know, I I wanted to like give it another go and right. like an earnest um, listen. Um, and yeah, I I enjoyed it. I think like it's this isn't my favorite kind of music. I think... Um, I don't know. I don't want to like compare it to, to ambient, but I think when a record doesn't have like an, ele- an electronic record doesn't have, uh, you know, there's, there's no one singing or maybe there's some samples. Like I immediately jump to like, okay, I'm going to listen to this. How I'd listen to an ambient record. Hmm. Um, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. Right. Um, I get that. Though. But I was like sitting, working, listening to it. I was like, okay, this isn't really hitting. So I put it on later while I was like doing something. Um, I think I was like cleaning the kitchen. And I really, I enjoyed it a lot more. I think like being able to move around a bit and listen to it. Yeah. Because it's got this really cool, like cold, almost industrial quality to the production. Mm. Um, kind of like spaced out. It's it's not too crowded. It's it's pretty minimal sounding. Um, like there's plenty going on and, and that you can latch on to. But um, right. yeah, I was like pleasantly surprised. I think, again, this isn't like usually my cup of tea, but I think I definitely appreciate like the craft here. Um, yeah. Also, there's a couple samples. One in particular, I think on is you, uh, is it a, like a tears, a sample? Yeah, totally uh, dude. I, that always feels good. I was listening good. to it. I was like, yeah, I was like, what the, why does this sound so familiar? And yeah. then I, I figured it out. I was like, Oh, this is sick. So it's always fun to, you know, when there's little things like that and I'm sure there's more connections. Cause I like, is it a pair, a duo? Yeah. Yeah. It's two, uh, it's two Welsh gentlemen. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think like, I'm sure there's some connections. Like I think Tears is based in the UK or, or was. Um, I'm not quite sure. But yeah, so I enjoyed it. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. And I, I think it was fun to, like on a personal note, personal note, to like have an experience with something. And then like the fact that you, you know, you brought it back into the mix for me um, mm. was pretty cool. Um, and then it just made me think like, you know, how often do I just kind of write something off after the first listen? But right. I guess that's how it goes. I think, uh, yeah, super cool. So were you like following the, like, have you heard about them or I, I have on, no man. idea. I, I need like, you to, I tell need me, you to open please your, tell me more. I need you to open your phone right now. I just sent you a meme. It's a meme that, um, I'm just going to describe it here. <laughs> it's a it's a tweet that I saw from uh, Milkshakes. That's me. Shouts Brian. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, two worlds, two attitudes, side by side with respect. And it's a dude on a motorcycle and uh, a big old truck. Um, and it's they're labeled dance music and ambient music. And I just I think that it's a thoughtful take. You know, I think there's maybe some people who would bristle at that, but consuming dance music, especially outside of a club setting, in the same way you would consume ambient music, that checks out. I feel that. Um, I think it's interesting you say that because, like, yeah, I my first experience with the record, I sort of had listened to the singles, enjoyed the singles, um, and put it on when I went on a run. And I didn't have a ton of interest in diving into it before then. I was like, oh, this I feel like would be great while I went on a run. And let me tell you, it was fucking great when I went on a run. Hell yeah. um, the, the first track, I was not one of the singles, I, if, unless I'm remembering incorrectly. And so I was really just taken aback by just how, how spacey it was, um, leading into what I knew were some pretty clubby, you know, great fucking sounds. So I don't know. Good shit. I, I, I really enjoyed that record a ton. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I think it's very telling. I think it speaks to our difference in, in, in taste and in preferences. And I think that's, I think it's beautiful. I'm pleased, you know, <laughs> this is good stuff. Yeah, man. I think, uh, that is just, it's so perfect too. Cause my next record is, couldn't be more different than. Let me tell you, listen to them back to back. You're correct. They could not be more different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe, maybe similar in some ways to. To Jesse Ware, but my next record is uh, Everything Harmony by the Lemon Twigs. This is, I, I played it for, for some of the songs for Lily, um, and I was just like, hey, like, what year do you think this came out? And she's like, I don't know, like, 1970? Right. I was like, no, it came out this year. Right. Um, but it's really just like a classic soft rock, pop rock, kind of mostly 60s, 70s inspired heavily inspired some like 80s power pop um as well but yeah man it's really just like it, it such a love letter to that era of music and i learned a little bit more about the lemon twigs these two brothers from long, long island um, okay. i think they're three records deep into their career um but this was kind of a pivot for them to do something hmm. so uh I don't know, clearly inspired from a specific time. Um, But they love and grew up listening to a lot of music from that era. They specifically named the Beach Boys, um, which it's all, when I read that, I was like, oh, it's all coming together for me. Um, Makes sense why I like this so much. But I listened to it the first time and I really didn't like it. Um, I was like, what is this? Like trash. What do they do? Like this, just trash. There's nothing flop here. era for yeah, real. Trash. Fl- yeah, flop era. <laughs> but then I listen to it again and then again, and I just like, I still can't stop listening to this. It's just so catchy and it's so good, dude. I think like the like when if you listen to it, um, it truly sounds like it's from another era. 
But I think the more I've sat with it, the more impressed I've been with how well they've done it. And it doesn't sound like overly pastiche or anything. I think it's done in a, a genuine way out of respect for like this music that they love. Um, and also just the songwriting is just fucking so good. Yeah. Like all these songs are just top of the line pop songs and I'm just singing all of them. It's over the top. There's key changes, super lush, like just full production. You got the whole, the whole orchestra there, harpsichord, like just everything, man. Um, I don't know. I, I think plenty of standouts. I really love, uh, the third track corner of my eye. It's kind of this like soft, sweet ballad. Um, it's just so like innocent and pretty and yeah. I love it. I, yeah, this is, this took me by surprise. 100%. Um, but you, you liked it? You had a positive oh, yeah. experience with it? No Hell doubt, yeah. dude. I mean, I've been listening Ooh. to a ton of Time Crisis, bro, and I just know Ezra <laughs> would love this shit. You know, Ezra <laughs> would be like, yeah, it's got a nice uh, classic sound to it. Um, it's just like, I have never really had my moment with music like this, with kind of like Americana dylan-esque you know like throwback 60s 70s folk music while i've always had an appreciation for it and i've known it's like value culturally etc i've just never really had that time but it my genuine connection with this has maybe been like oh man i really want to find this source right i want to find the source of, Mm -hmm. of what's here you know um because it's just so good. It's so like, yeah, the way like their voices rise, the way the music swells, it just feels wholly unique, right? It's a very particular thing that's so different from singer songwriter stuff that you hear nowadays and not better or worse, but just totally different. And the roots are there, right? It's the singer songwriter vibe of, you know, uh, for example, you know, Kara Jackson uh, of, you know, last month's pick, like, that is here. There's a through line there, but like, I don't know. There's something also, I think I've mentioned this about a previous record too, but there just feels like, I feel like there's some analog recording, you know, uh, techniques used here. And I don't know anything, Mm -hmm. but like there clearly is just something being done here because not only is the instrumentation, does it feel historically like appropriate? Does a songwriting feel appropriate? But even the way it's recorded just, again, just feels like a throwback. And so like, there just has to be something like that, whether they're all in yeah. one room or, or like it's on an eight track, you know, I don't know. I literally don't know a goddamn thing about anything. So who knows, but it just yeah, has, yeah. it has that sound, you know, and in a way that just is yeah. so, is so cool and so refreshing. And truth be told, I listened to it basically like an hour after I listened to the Jesse Ware record, right? So taking something that is just such dialed in pop sounds and rolling into the Lemon Twigs, um, the Lemon t- Lemon Twigs record. Yeah, yeah, just I absolutely transfixed. Even if you're not into like folky sound, check this out. It's so, so good. And it's like, it's getting brighter. It's getting warmer. The days are longer. This is the vibe. I mean, Brielle and I were driving back from the Oregon coast this weekend listening to just more, I, I don't know what you would call it, bluegrass, Americana, sort of like older artists. There was a particular artist that she really loved, and I'm actually going to look up because it's worth saying his name, and I do not remember it. Um, John Prine. Um, John Prine, baby, yeah. Dude, I'd, I'd never heard the man. Um, and... Yeah, just so enjoyable hearing the roots of so much of what I enjoy about music, right? And um, yeah, just good shit. Um, amazing pick. Loved it and excited to to listen um, to more. From, I can uh, hear that in Old, old Navy, man. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? And that's what's wrong with this damn country. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Wouldn't it be nice, um, dude? I mean, it's such a pivot, but you know, <laughs> our last the, the last record I want to talk about is the new Jim Legacy record, uh, HNPM. Yeah. 
I tell my niggas I don't need all the picture rings around my hand I keep a memory in my heart, so moving on, it's hard to plan These days I ride around and sit down, trying to hide my face These days I ride around and sit down Man, I, this is kind of unrelated to the, the types of conversations we've been having during this recording, but there is like a very, I was listening to the Daft Punk song, Losing My Edge this week. And when I was younger and I was first getting into Daft Punk, or did I say Daft Punk? I meant LCD sound system. Um, When I was listening to uh, LCD sound system, at first and I had heard that song. I'm like, yeah, LOL. Sure. Losing my edge. The kids, they're coming up from behind, you know, whatever. But I think as I get older and I'm only 27, right. But like, as I get older and as you know, the kids are younger, (laughs) right. And are enjoying different music than I know. And I'm familiar with and are creating things that have, has a different sound than I'm what I'm familiar with. I find my stance shifting a little bit in terms of just like what it means to discover things. Um, and I think this record is very much like emblematic of that. I, when I first listened to some of the sounds on this record, I think it was in line with some other stuff that I haven't been super drawn to automatically. Um, specifically this I can only really describe it as like emo influence on like uh, hip hop. Like I know that like emo has like had a pres has is sort of having like a resurgence in some ways and has had a distinct, you know, effect on culture in the last 20 years. Um, But like hearing young people singing in a way that sounds like, I don't know, panic at the disco or like i you know like good charlotte or all american read i don't even know you know what i mean like hearing that sound come back in a in not only hearing hearing it come back but hearing it come back in some of the most sincere and authentic music being made is like kind of a head fuck because like i mean it's that feeling of like oh it's just like a little bit it's a, it makes me cringe a little bit, right? It takes me back to that place because that doesn't feel that long ago when that was something that I was like, yeah, I'm not really listening to this stuff anymore, you know? Right, um, right. And there's like a very, you know, there's obviously this is, I think this, I read a quote from from Jim Legacy who was like, yo, genres don't even exist uh, music is basically just air with some spice on it or something to that effect, which I found hilarious. And I think that it sort of makes this record like kind of, it dodges classification in that way. Um, but I think, you know, in many ways, like it's a hip hop like record with some like emo influence and also some like classic Nigerian sounds there. Um, and honestly, when I first started listening to it, after hearing a lot of good things about it, I was like, I don't know if this is for me. And I think it kind of took me checking that, right? And just being like, why do I feel that way, right? Like, um, and and I think the reason I kind of leaned in and dived back in is I'm just like, I don't want to be the kind of person that like sees where culture may be moving and just goes, eh, you know, it's for the kids, it's not for me. You know, I think there will be moments where that happens and I think that's acceptable and fine. But when it comes to like experiencing art and experiencing the waves of culture and the movement of culture, like I think it's like there's always going to be that invitation to not keep up, but participate, right? Be a part of it. And this record definitely brought up those feelings in, in me and sort of pushing through that and experiencing it for what it is. It's a really cool record. There's a, like a very sincere sound to the record. Um, it's like, there's a lot of like deep honesty. There's cool samples. There's a mate, like really interesting, like African inspired, inspired like beats to it that, absolutely rule like i i i had a blast listening to it once i was able to like push past some of that i like was listening to it while like riding a bike like on a summer or you know i guess it's not summer quite yet right but like a warm spring day and i'm like oh this literally rules you know and i see it being the a younger generations you know something that a younger generation can really like love and rely on and and really connect with um and 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious how it hit you because I had such a journey with it, you know, and and ended up so warm on it. But yeah, I'm curious what your thoughts were. I mean, damn, that was that was great, dude. That was really thoughtful. <laughs> I think uh, I I can't say I approach this record with the same sort of thought and care. Myself. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, it sucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say like, yeah, I mean, if this is what the kids are into, like, yeah, I'm just not for me. Um, <laughs> No, I think I, I will say the first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, this is like, like there's the things I can appreciate the production mm-hmm. and a lot of the, like a lot of the beats are interesting mm-hmm. and yeah, like dynamic. And it, it reminds me of, I don't know, like Brockhampton maybe yeah, like, sure. like that sort of creativity um, in production and like, it's exciting. It's fun. Um, but it's also introspective, like you were saying. I think there's plenty more to dig into here. The the emo kind of rapping, singing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can do it. So it's I, I know it's not like the I know style. you can. I know you can. I definitely can. Um, there was just something about it, like something something here that wasn't working for me. Um, mm. I think I wasn't able to get past like that that maybe sort of cringe. Um, it was a little too much for me. Yes, yeah. like, like the first song, um, DJ. I think that's like one of the more popular songs mm. on streaming, or just from what I was looking at. Um, I really, I'm glad I stuck through, like pushed through, because there's some much better stuff beyond the first track. Yeah, um, but it just felt a little like it was a little too much. I think on the emo side of things. Yeah. Um, but no, I think there's plenty to appreciate here, and if you're into like alternative R and B. Um, or, um, you know, maybe like, like Frank Ocean comes to mind, um, like Juice World, um, like I even thought of Drake during some of these songs because mm. there's a lot of like cool grooves and, right. and like memorable, um, sort of passages throughout this. So, yeah, yeah I think it, is, it just, it wasn't entirely for me, but I think, yeah. uh, I definitely appreciate like what Jim Legacy is doing here. I think is this their first? Definitely yeah, like one of their first couple. It, it seems like they've had records, a couple right? like tapes and like smaller releases. Um, I don't know if it's their first like full length thing, but yeah, I think it's very much from what I was seeing. It's very much being positioned as a as a seminal piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all for like this type of. Yeah, I I think. It, being able to like separate your own kind of like taste from this. And I think appreciate like, this is something like I can hear it and be like, yeah, this is, this is fresh. And I think you're definitely feeling that way too. Um, but maybe that emotional ke- connection was missing for me. Yeah. Um, that's all, that's all good. So I'll, like, do, I'll do it. For, you, I'll uh, push through for my picks, but not yours, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll figure it out. Just, um, <laughs> I'll have a heart to heart with more of these. Um, but no, man, where did you hear about this? Cause I, when you sent this to me, I was like, Oh sick. Like I had no idea where, where this came from. So that's yeah. Fine. It's, it's kind of wild. You mentioned that about DJ being, you know, more popular in streaming. And I'm like, what are some of like his streaming numbers? And like, I tell a track on the record has like 6 million, like, plays on like spotify i'm like damn like this is by no means a small record i had never heard of him um i believe that i had heard (laughs) i have a friend who like made like a finsta back in like 2016 and his name was jim leg and so immediately jim legacy made me laugh because of that and so so, like a very so i like had seen him you know, spoken about randomly, but yeah, I think Jeffy Haza, who is a music writer at, um, uh, for Rolling Stone, I believe, I believe he's a staff writer there, but maybe he just frequently writes for them. But, um, he writes a lot about hip hop and he writes a lot of, he's kind of like tends to be the one who writes about Drake and, and all that stuff, especially for all of his many releases over the last couple of years. Um, but he had just like tweeted, uh, his, uh, his song, um, 
a while back. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I checked in. And it was, and that's really the, again, the reason why I wanted to check in. I want to be better about like seeing people I trust just blast shit. I'd never heard of Like I've never heard of. I'm like, okay, what's happening here. Right. What's being enjoyed about this. Even if, you know, at a first glance, I'm like, mm, I'm not so sure, you know? Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I appreciate I'm, I'm glad you listen and I'm I, like, I love, I love these impressions and, and this, this feeling because it's just like, yeah, this is the stuff, right? The, I, I, this is the most, uh, this is the most, you know, divisive pod we've, we've, <laughs> we've made to this point, bro. <laughs> and you know what? Fuck you. I'm done, bro. I'm, you don't like Jim legacy. I'm out, bro. No, dude, I think Jim legacy got a much better treatment than Jesse Ware. <laughs> That was way more diplomatic. Uh, I'm sorry. I can. The thing is, I just know that's true, dude. And so I I hope I was not too much of an asshole about Jesse Ware. No, I was just shocked. I thought you were gonna. Bro, sometimes Uh, you gotta feel yourself and buy a purple leather jacket, bro. Yeah, baby. Are you kidding? (laughs) No, I think. I just think it's fun that we covered such ground here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's quite a there's you know there's something maybe not everyone but there's something for a lot of people yeah on this pod yeah especially um what we're gonna close with here oh, not yeah. a new record um but a celebration come on I, uh, yeah what's the not centennial ten a tentennial tentennial yeah baby tentennial there's gotta be a word for that right yeah. I'll figure it out later. It's one of the, I'll I'll fall asleep tonight, like yeah. thinking about what it. What is it? What, what is, is it? Yeah, what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Random access memories. Ten years. Wow. Daft Punk. Feel. The the yeah. extinct muse electronic duo, Daft Punk. Their their yeah. beautiful ten year old record. I mean, man, what a banger! And truly, er, an early connection. I feel like you and I had about just being like, "Yo, yeah, this shit's fire, bro." Um, <laughs> Dude, so so good. There's a. It's based so they re-released the record. They included some like behind the scenes tracks. I forget even what like the re-release is called. It's got some slightly different art. It's cool. Um, Shinier, yeah. Uh, you've re-listened to it. Um, you know, in in, in honor. I'm curious. What, oh, absolutely. I'm curious if there's a track that stood out before or stood out in a way that maybe didn't stand out before. Yeah, I think for me it's, um, and this is like the past couple years, like not necessarily this previous listen, mm-hmm. although the bonus tracks were tight. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked the one with uh, Voids yeah. and Julian. Or is Julian the Voids? Anyways. It's him and some, some um, other folks, yeah. But Touch, I think, huh. like when I first heard this record in high school, um, like I definitely listened to it all the way through, but you know, just like where only certain songs stick right. with you and then you go back to it over the years. So as I've gone back to it, like it's all sort of, everything's kind of stayed around the same. Like um, if anything, the enjoyment's grown, but touch in particular yeah, is easily in my opinion, the best song on this record. Bro. Um, it's so good. <laughs> it's just like when the, when that disco breakdown happens, mm-hmm. like about halfway through, it kind of like slowly builds. Oh, that's just dude. It's that's so pure bliss, good. Man. That's, now that's that's music, right dude. There. That is certainly is music, dude, and I'm glad is, we're finally talking about music on this music podcast. That's the kind of music that we we love here on music podcast. I gotta say, <laughs> dude, that's it. Random access that's memories peak. is touch yeah. is getting five stars. From yeah. the- <laughs> The yep, thing that's is, the only thing in the Hall of Fame, right there. Here's a, what's so great about this re-release is it confirms um, something that I've always kind of felt, and maybe I'm the world's biggest idiot for saying this. Maybe everyone always knows this. I think that Touch and Get Lucky are deeply related in a way that mm-hmm. is kind of underplayed with Get Lucky being such a huge pop song. Like it's got so much radio play. Um, I mean, famously, there's that Lemmy tweet that he tweets basically every month. Hey, check out Daft Punk's Get Lucky If You Get the Chance. (laughs) Sound of the summer, Um, which is very funny. But Touch and Get Lucky share some like chord progressions and some like musical motifs. I think they're in the same key maybe. And the way that Touch goes through all that it does and 
ends quietly um, and then flows into like the like longer than most people remember intro to get lucky the, mm-hmm. get lucky has a longer intro than the radio would make you think um there is a there is a radio edit there's certain let me tell you there certainly is right and so rolling out of touch into get lucky like i've always felt like those songs have a have like a duality to them um but there is a track on this bonus record called gl parenthesis early take and it is clearly the get lucky like riff um the boom dot got 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 gone dot 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 you know and it's like mm, yeah. love that but then they go into the tell me something real i need something more like they play that part from touch and it makes me think that er, like one song was written before the other and one came out of the other and i think that rules right the fact That's... that they literally in some ways are the same song uh, I think is just so, so cool. I think there's so much lore to this record and seeing behind the curtain a little yeah. bit with some of these recordings too, I think is just like, it doesn't really drain the magic out of it. It just kind of injects more in my opinion. The song for me that really stuck out uh, that that I've loved more and more through the years is Fragments of Time. Like, mm. dude, that song, mm. I remember first hearing and being like, what the hell is this doing on this record? Boring. <laughs> dude, and and honestly, like, loving life, enjoying life, dude, that is a sentiment that is not to be taken lightly, bro. Like, <laughs> these I'm fragments right of now, time. I'm telling you, dude. And so, like, <laughs> the um, what we get on this re-release is a... Uh, a writing session basically where they're sort of like piecing together um, like the lyrics of this song and they piece together some like really crucial phrases that are some of the most touching phrases in the entire songs um, in the entire song. And it's honestly shocking. First of all, that this is how it came together. I guess this is how some people, it's like watching that Beatles documentary. It's like, okay, it just emerged very organically, but uh, gosh, what's his name? Todd Edwards, who I'm, I'm maybe in, uh, I, I maybe should know this, but I don't actually know what else he's done. But Todd Edwards sort of is just like, wow, I'm like feeling emotional, like writing this song because it's like such a testament to like all that we've done while writing this record. And I'm listening to it after listening through the record, hitting fragments of time, loving it, getting all the way to that track and having him be like, I'm getting emotional and I'm getting emotional. And I'm like, bro, bro, I'm getting old, but I'm just trying to enjoy these fragments of time. I'm just like, dude, this is just a 10 out of 10 album, bro. One for the century. Peep. Random access memories, bro. Perfect. I yeah. could talk for days about this fucking shit. It's so good. Dude, I let's just shut it down. Let's just go listen to it. Get the hell dude, out of here. Are you kidding? Dude, I... <laughs> fuck this podcast. <laughs> let's yeah, throw dude, out random access This memories. is it. This is the last... Yeah, we're done. We're done. <laughs> There's there's nothing else we could talk about. <laughs> there's nothing else we're going to come saying. out. I mean truly, bro, the way it's like an exploration of music through the eight this 60s, 70s, 80s, bro, get out, bro. You can't you can't write this shit. You can't be Daft Punk putting out like iconic dance hits and then you're just like I'm going to put out the most complex beautiful shit you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> like and Panda Bears there? Get out of here, bro. Oh my gosh. I'm just looking at the track list right now. It's just unbelievable. Like, just in awe. It's so I think, good. Uh, yeah, so I think it's aged incredibly well. A fine uh, wine. It's only getting better. Mm-hmm. Um I I have a hard time like It's just one of those records like there are there will be songs like when you first listen to it, like I'm looking maybe like within um, mm-hmm. or yeah. Okay. So after get lucky, there's a couple tracks before. So beyond and motherboard, yeah. like those tracks, I don't know. I just haven't like, like I've had moments with all these tracks is right. what I'm trying to say. Right. Like it, it changes. Like your, my favorite has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's, such a rare thing with with a full album is like every yeah. song 
like provides such value to the track list and it's all sequenced so intelligently and it just it literally just sounds perfect yeah like this record sounds expensive man i gotta say <laughs> dude it like, really does <laughs> but like a really just real kind of i, I don't know yeah. i i'm at a loss for words man yeah. I, I love this one i'm i'm glad we got this like 10 year deluxe edition reissue i think it's it's fun to like hear you know quote unquote new daft punk after after so long um and just you know like you said a peek behind the curtain so oh yeah bro and in 10 years we're gonna be talking about jesse Ware, bro and we're gonna be like wow <laughs> what a throwback yeah, dude, bro. i know you're gonna come around i know you're gonna come music around. music podcast episode fucking what's 10 times like 100 yeah 100 <laughs> something i don't know math bro yeah, dude, let's see uh, so we'll, we'll be in our mid to late thir- mid late 30s I, late, i'll be gone 30s. bro we'll we'll have replaced me a long time ago bro we'll have made I'll it big around, dog. we'll have made yeah. it big it's gonna be emma chamberlain bro it, you're gone too bro i'm sorry to tell oh, you dude, are you kidding no you're you're cashing out no man i'm i'm sticking i got nowhere to be All golden to parachute yeah Absolutely. It's gonna be you, Dax Shepard, just chatting about music until the cows come home. Hey guys, uh welcome back to Music Podcast, the Spotify podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. A Spotify podcast. Um, Dude, it's Spotify only, product. bro. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Oh god. Yeah, who's gonna own who in that, you know? You that's, never know. Yeah, that's a that's... Can I even say that? <laughs> Am I gonna get like Yeah, shh, 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 don't say that. Sorry. Just keep that to yourself. We, dude, bro, my views you, do not reflect the views of my <laughs> You know, dude, and honestly, you know we're uploading through Spotify, uh, Anchor, or Spotify for, for podcasters formerly known as Anchor, bro. Don't, don't, we can't do that, dude. We can't do that. Um, hey, well, on that note, bro, hey, let's go ahead and close. <laughs> hey. Uh, Jordan. Another epic show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The poggers, bro. <laughs> all right hey if you're listening to this go listen to random access memories yeah. right now yeah levi and i are about to go do that yeah get the hell out of here get the hell out of here enjoy your evening or morning or whatever we'll see you next month thank you for listening check us out we've got a spotify playlist that we update it's going to be in the description i'm adding stuff to, to the description now oh, yeah we're gonna yeah links will be there big time last time i put yeah. a link to the clown core youtube videos so check that out um crazy yeah. by the way yeah you gotta check out clown core yeah very sick <laughs> okay uh be well take care be blessed music podcast <laughs> oh my gosh it's such a beautiful yeah. life and your faces i've never seen yeah, i love it Like you know, on, 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 I have remembered dream or something like. Not, it's just, song is in touch. He said it. Oh really? Yeah. That's crazy. I did not. I didn't pick that up. That's like. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, dude. Let's be real. Though. You love Jesse Ware. You were just. Doing that for, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a character, right? bro. It, I'm a on the podcast. <laughs> it's all like. That's just a bit, right? That's it's just a bit. A bit. Yeah.